Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about it in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about smallpox, but to begin with, we've been hearing a lot about monkeypox in the news. Could you explain monkeypox first? Sure. So monkeypox is a virus that's primarily found in Central Africa, but recently, you know, meaning while we are recording this episode in May 2022, it has been spreading in a number of other countries, including the United Kingdom, Portugal, Belgium, and the United States. So while monkeypox was first identified in 1958 among lab monkeys in Copenhagen, Denmark, but monkeys are actually not a natural reservoir of the virus. Rather, it tends to circulate among certain rodents. And what are the symptoms? So the symptoms are much like smallpox, but milder. Both smallpox and monkeypox belong to a category called orthopox viruses. So you could say they're kind of like cousins. Orthopox viruses. Okay, got it. Now, what is smallpox? Or should I say, what was smallpox? So smallpox was a dangerous disease caused by a virus and with a very high mortality rate. So deadly that during the first half of the 20th century, between 300 million and 500 million people died of this disease. And even as recently as in 1967, about 15 million people caught the disease and about 2 million people have died from it. But you are right to talk about it in the past tense. It no longer exists as an epidemic disease. In fact, The last naturally occurring case was diagnosed in October 1977, and the World Health Organization certified the global eradication of the disease in 1980. So how is it that scientists were able to completely eradicate smallpox, but haven't been able to do that with lots of other diseases, including things like COVID-19? Well, there are a few things that have been working in favor with specifically smallpox. Smallpox only had two primary strains to worry about, and the vaccine worked against both. It was caused by a virus, and there are two different species of smallpox viruses that can cause the disease. Uh, One was called the variola major, and the other is the variola minor. In fact, another name for smallpox itself is actually variola, which comes from the Latin word for spotted, uh, which is also the virus's scientific name. And a second advantage is that smallpox was such a nasty and visually obvious disease that many countries made vaccination programs compulsory, making it easier for so many countries to agree to the massive eradication effort. And another big factor is whether or not the disease has an animal reservoir. In nature, smallpox or variola infects only humans, not animals. So it has nowhere to go once it's eradicated from the human population. And finally, you know, another big key is the vaccine itself was effective, cheap, and really easy to produce. Ah yes, we should explain that first vaccine of smallpox since it's an interesting story and actually explains why we call them vaccines. Yeah, yeah, the first vaccine ever created was for smallpox. And it was invented by a British physician and scientist named Edward Jenner who used observations from cowpox infections to pioneer this whole concept of vaccines. In fact, the word vaccine came from vaccina, which is the Latin word for cow, because cowpox was used to vaccinate against smallpox. What was his observation about cowpox? 
1798, Jenner made a very curious observation. Since he had lived in the countryside, not in the city, he found that some of his patients had, who had gotten cowpox and recovered from it did not get the same disease again. They seemed to be immune against it. Then, he realized that these same patients also seemed to be immune against smallpox. Now, since smallpox was an even more deadly disease back then, killing most of the people it infected, so Edward Jenner used the fluid he got from cowpox lesions and scratched it, basically, into healthy people. That way, he could make those people immune against smallpox, and thus the very first vaccine was born. So, I should think about cowpox as similar but not as bad as smallpox. That's right. Cowpox is also a disease that affects the skin, but people who have the disease tend to mainly have a couple of red blisters as symptoms. Okay, so in diving into smallpox, we've also covered monkeypox and cowpox, and I bet listeners are also wondering when we're going to get to chickenpox. So how does chickenpox fit into all of this? Well, the monkeypox disease can appear similar to chickenpox in its appearance, but remember that virus family of orthopox viruses which I talked about earlier? That includes things like smallpox, monkeypox, and cowpox? Orthopox viruses, yes, that's our new word of the day. So here, here is the fun fact, uh, chickenpox isn't part of that family. Instead, chickenpox is a part of the varicella voster virus, which is one of the nine viruses belonging to the family of actually herpes vaccines that affect humans. And so it's different even though the symptoms can sometimes look similar and be confused. Glad we now know that distinction. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. If you're a regular listener, please do leave us a rating or review on iTunes as well. It only takes two minutes and it helps other listeners to find our podcast. As always, thanks to the community on r slash explain like I'm five, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>